0: Hey family, this is Jonathan Soul. Stand by, let me power up this engine right quick. See, what you gotta understand is space is black. It's black, it's vast, and it's full of life. Here on Jonathansoul.com, what we do is we explore blackness in the form of comics, sci fi, mystery thrillers, science fiction, and fantasy, basically. I interview writers, illustrators, publishers, actors, filmmakers from the African, African American, the global black community and see what kinds of dimensions, worlds, civilizations they're building. So put your seatbelt on, engage your gravity boots, make sure there's an airtight seal on your suit. And let's ride in three, in two, in one. I got the honor and privilege of talking to a dream maker, somebody who has successfully uh, uh, finished a Kickstarter to fund uh, a, another version, an improved version, an evolved a rendition of his comic property Vegas Baby uh, over at uh, kid-comics.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you C.R. Ward. How you doing, brother?
1: All right, all right. Pleasure to be here, my man. Thanks for the um, no for the for the opportunity to do this.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like I was telling you off mic, I bought I bought a Vegas baby off of uh, kid-comics.com, and my first impression was, okay, is this like Shaft with a magic glove or something? I mean, what's <laughs> what's what's happening with this with this character? You know what I mean? And, right, uh, right. you know, flipping through the pages or whatever. Of course, the art is tight. I like the uh, conversation style. It started out like the opening scene with them playing cards and stuff, you know, and then the one guy, I don't know, the contract, the hitman or whatever, got a little aggressive and all this kind of shit. I was like, okay, all right. He's starting to, yeah. you know, build some intensity and everything. You can see I read the material, you know me, I mean? And all this kind right, of stuff. Right, I was like, right, okay, right. this is a comic for adults. Was that your intention? Oh, definitely.
1: Yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. You know, I'm a, I'm 34, uh, no wife, no kids, and I understand people. You know, wanting to do different you no know, genres and things, but I didn't want to write a book for kids. You know, right. um, when I first started getting into the Black Indian community and I looked around, I saw a lot of positive um, characters. I saw characters like Purge, um, Dreadlocks, um, Jason Wise, um, just even the Street Team, and um, I didn't want a guy like that. Like I, I don't want. I wanted my guy to be like. Have that Riddick personality from Chronicles of Riddick, you know Ben Diesel, mm-hmm. and uh, but he's going to have a Doctor Who intelligence. That's that's the main basis for the character. You put those two characters together, that's Vegas.
0: Now it's funny that you point out Doctor Who for the intelligence part. That's that. Why? Which Doctor Who was your favorite? By the way, as far as the actor.
1: Oh man, um, I'll have to say Tennant um david Tennant for right now like the rest of them are pretty good but he's the one i always go to is like that's when i first really started getting into it he was a doctor at that point
0: okay okay i got you i think that if you're in your 40s you might like tom baker you know what i mean if you're in your 30s it might be Uh Tennant is the only guy that had that kind of crazy slightly off like maybe he might need some medication type of acting you know what i mean You know, I was like, okay, this makes sense. This makes sense. But all right, then. So so let's let's give the audience a a sense of who uh, the Vegas baby property is. And from what I can see from your uh, images in the Kickstarter, that character is changing. Uh, First, just talk. How did you come up with the character? You know, how did you take it from an idea to a finished book? Uh,
1: Well, I came up with the character when I was in college, maybe Oh four oh five something like that, and I remember reading articles about Robert Kirkman and um, um, Todd McFarlane in uh, Wizard. I think it was Wizard at the time. I can't remember, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if you remember uh, David Cochran, the guy who did John s Man. He created, helped create Nightcrawler and Colossus and Storm. Oh wow, okay. Uh, I think that's just yeah, uh, they were talking about him because at the time his health was failing, and a lot of people were. Um, kind of complaining that Marvel wasn't doing more to help him out. And Marvel didn't feel any responsibility to because he did all the things he did was work for hire. Like, he didn't deserve any royalties on that stuff. Hmm. And uh, I say that to say it's because in the article, Kirkman and McFarland were talking about the importance of creator owned properties
2: mm-hmm.
1: and how it's important to own your own thing. And at the time, I really wanted to write Black Panther. Like, Black Panther was the, um, the Christopher piece, was writing it. As far as I knew, I was the only person reading it because this was like before Facebook or Facebook was just starting out and stuff. So I didn't have any other nerds around me. And I was just telling everybody about the Black Panther book. So I just loved it that much. And after reading the article, I was like, it it made sense to me what Kirkman and them were saying. Mm -hmm. And instead of thinking of all my ideas I would use for Black Panther, I just rolled them all over into my own character and created somebody different and somebody that uh, spoke in the voice I wanted and did the things I wanted to see. That's why I came up with
2: Vegas.
0: Wow. Wow. Now, uh, describe the character Vegas, uh, physically, you talked about, you know, the mental piece and you, you talked about maybe the aura of a, of a Riddick, um, describe him.
1: Um, yeah, Vegas, he's about Um, no, he, he's a physical character, even though he is very intelligent. Um, you know, he's going to have like that Vin Diesel type body to him. Um, hmm. Most of my artists, when they draw him, they, they usually use his by type or The Rock, something like that. Um, I only see him being that big. And he's not going to be like the best fighter in the world either. Like, I want him to be somebody that um, he's going to do crossovers and things like that if you saw one of the images from my Kickstarter. And there'll be times where I'll have um, Purge in the book or different characters. And a character like Purge, for example, if anybody is familiar with him, um, my man Roosevelt Pitt writes them, uh, Purge could probably kick Vegas' tail in a fight, uh, one on one, hand to hand. But when it comes to the intelligence piece and the strategy, you know, is are second to none in that part.
2: Mm.
1: So he's going to be a big guy, um, a big guy, intelligent guy, looking kind of opposing, Um, definitely not a pushover, but he's not going to be the best there is in terms Mm -hmm. of, like, no, the fighting
2: aspect.
0: Now, when I was first introduced to Purge, uh, it was uh, issue number, I guess it was issue number one, which you're going to re-issue, I suppose. Um, the uh, one where he's sitting Vegas, on a car yeah. for Vegas. Yeah, for Vegas.
2: Oh, I said purge. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So when yeah, I, I first like, yeah, got he...
0: introduced to Vegas Baby, um, the issue mm-hmm. I bought was um in May of this year. I think he was sitting on a car with a pink glove. And he was dressed in right. like a regular, I looked like a silk shirt and jeans and, and timberlands <laughs> or something. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right, Look right. like maybe a bouncer. But when I looked on the yeah, Kickstarter... Yeah it looked like he had a costume and then they, you know, he fight and they got a, a wife and he, and they're like a dynamic duo thing. Tell me a little bit about that journey.
1: Right. Uh, Well, that was always the intention, but I think my, the whole reason why I want to do the remarketing to kind of like, um, reintroduce a, uh, a little bit, is cause I didn't get that across as much as I wanted. Okay. Um, I, I wanted Vegas to have a very urban feel exactly the way you saw him, mm-hmm. but there's going to be a very scientific, like fantastic Four type, you know, other dimensionals type you know, stuff going on. Mm-hmm. When I'm writing a book, I think about stuff that Re Richards would get into, you know? Okay. Um, so, that cover was actually done by a very talented um, N. Stephen Harris. Uh, he was like one of the first person I paid to do something for me, and he okay. blessed me with that cover, uh, which I'm still going to use at some point. Uh, but, and I had a costume design for Vegas, if you see it on the uh, Kickstarter. Uh, that's how it ended up looking, but it just took me a while to really define it and get the point across. Like I want, I, I still want this to be a superhero book. Um, okay. Push coming stuff. So I just wanted to add those things on there to let people know um, a little bit clearer. And if you notice too, I didn't really put his origin in there, and that's mm-hmm. something that's going to be in the new revamp of the, um, of the new book that I put out. So it's going to be the same thing you bought, it's just going to yeah. have a little bit more <laughs> into it. And I have to tell the
0: audience that I was looking for it, because I take great pride in the fact that I support these <laughs> artists. I'm not just throwing the microphone, talking shit. I believe in this renaissance that's happening amongst uh, no, African uh, creators worldwide. You know what I mean? It was a couple of weeks ago I was talking to some brothers from Nigeria. Uh, a week ago, talking to a sister uh, from London. I mean, it's it's popping. You know, nice. the sci-fi yeah, yeah. without pictures. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What we call novels <laughs> and then the sci-fi with pictures. What we call, you know what I mean, comics or graphic novels. It's happening. And and the thing that's so beautiful is that y'all are controlling your content. That's Mm -hmm. what's most important. Because this happened in the 90s. You know, African people, especially in America, we go through a 30-year cycle. And and this shit happened Mm -hmm. in the 90s. Brother Man was popping off, Mm Purge, and the other people Mm -hmm. in his uh, conglomerate was popping off. Uh, but you know, you and they're coming back, you know, those, but we want to, we want to be able to build some longevity. So, uh, yeah. So I noticed that, um, there's a lot of crossovers happening, which is beautiful because when you, when you're part of a big monstrous corporation, you know, we saw even with the movies, for example, well, how come we mm-hmm. got two different Quicksilvers in Marvel movies, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Kind of a thing. Uh, but you guys don't have your hands tied because you own your own property. So what's that like, being able to cross Mm -hmm. over? Tell me about that.
1: Uh, Well, for me, it's great because it's something that, you know, it just breeds, you know, um, cooperation, um, trust. You get to work with, like, a lot of different people, and especially when you're dealing with different archetypes. Vegas has a particular archetype. I'm not too sure really who I could compare what single person I could compare him to other than say a a Riddick and Dr. Who, like I was thinking, but, um, Purge, when I deal with him or work with Ron Roosevelt on that character, Purge is a completely different archetype than Vegas is. Mm -hmm. And uh, those two characters can get along and do a job together, but they really wouldn't like each other that much. All
0: right. Can I, I I, as a fan, as a fan, man, can I, impose mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah, yeah. so you ever heard of uh this tv show called a man named hawk
1: a man named hawk no i haven't oh.
0: heard of that all right so so back in the day there was this tv show i'm uh you know uh well into my 40s and uh there was a tv okay, show okay. called uh, uh spencer for hire and uh uh-huh. in the late 80s, early 90s. There was a lot of private eye, ex-cop turned private eye, yeah. kind of thing. And so, long story yeah, I remember short, that. yeah. Long story short, uh, uh, Avery Brooks, I think his name was Avery Brooks, uh, was an actor, and he was a character, a black guys, you know, private detective, whatever, whatever. And that he was so good at his fucking character, they spun it off into a very short, uh, three-episode series called A Man Named Hawk. And when I saw Vegas, baby, that's the first thing that popped into my mind.
1: Um, so <laughs> okay, do right. you
0: remember Deep Space Nine?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, okay. love I'm a big Star Trek guy. Yeah. So,
0: so uh, before Deep Space Nine, uh, Avery uh, Brooks, I hope I'm getting his name right, was known for that thing. So it used to be on uh, Amazon. But very intelligent brother, but, you know, in the hood, in the city, you know, people knew him mm-hmm. from before, and there's all the kind of thing. Now, the one thing that I think makes your was several things one thing makes your character unique, and I didn't know it until I watched the Kickstarter video, is that you said he hit Vegas as a baby, Terminator style. Is you gonna right, save right, that for right. the TV? Are you gonna save that for the comic, or can you can you give one or two more details, or we gotta wait? What's going no, on? No, no,
1: yeah, no, I can tell you all that because that's something I, I realized like an idiot I should have put in there before. Like that's something you should know because it's a it's a it's a big thing. Uh, my man Vince White, um, I know you probably heard of him. I talked to him. He created yeah. Willpower. Um, mm-hmm. He's a I consider him like a mentor to me. Really, um, he yeah. doesn't have so much knowledge about characters and stuff. But um, basically, in the in the origin. It's Vegas as no. There's a woman who is um, in alley, a teenager. No, she ended up having a baby, um, and her baby no died. It was stillborn when she had it. Um, She was really sad, distraught. She was about to leave and put the baby down because like she didn't have anywhere to put it. She was ashamed and being out of the blue, another baby appeared no Terminator style electricity, sparking through the air. And she 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 scared, and she slowly walks over and grabs the baby, and she's transported into like this beautiful meadow and there's like this like greenery and all that stuff and now she's not in the alley anymore and then she blinks and then she's back in the alley and that baby she was holding is Vegas.
2: Hmm.
1: And um and if, if anybody who knows what um uh, Vegas means, uh Las Vegas means the meadows. And that's one of the reasons his name is Vegas because when the woman found him she named him after um where she was you know where she was transported to or where she had, uh, was hallucinated. Plus, he's in Las Vegas, so he's a child of the city. He just kind of appeared in the city, so he's a Vegas baby. Mm-hmm, hmm hmm And now, that, in terms of, like, all that, there's a whole lot that goes behind that, but that's all I'm going to tell you for now. Yeah, that. let's just save it. <laughs> let's save that for the books.
0: Now, um, what yeah, we yeah. can expect uh, once, uh, you know, the Kickstarter's done, and again, congratulations on mm-hmm. that. You guys hit your goal, correct?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: Very okay. happy that right. happened. You yeah. hit your goal. And uh, so, uh, on a perfect day... Uh, Books that we, we should see, four copy, four issues? Is that what you're working on? Or?
1: Yes, that's definitely what's going to happen. Uh, as you know, <clears throat> you already saw issue one because it was yeah. out. Mm-hmm. All we're going to be doing is adding on some, some more things to make it more clear mm-hmm. of who the character is, like his origin and all that stuff. Yeah. So then that's going to go straight to the backer, so this month.
2: okay
1: Then issue two is actually already finished also. Wow. Um, because I was working on that and paying that out of my pocket. So issue two is going to go out to people in probably February. Okay, And three, issue three is about 70% done. Okay. So we'll have that out in February, March, and then uh, issue four is on the way now. Because uh. with the Kickstarter money, that was the main thing that we um, wanted to get taken care of. So we'll have, hopefully, all four issues out to everybody by April or May. at the latest.
0: So for knuckleheads like myself who missed the Kickstarter, when can I go to... Uh, uh, Kid Comics dot com and just purchase it straight up.
1: I'm going to make them available to everybody as soon as the Kickstarter backers get theirs first. You know they supported it, they were um you know there with me, so I want to make sure they get taken care of. Um, everybody gets their rewards, the PDFs, all that stuff, the prints, and then as soon as I send out the prints, I'll make it available on the site for anybody to buy.
0: Okay, now you know there's a lot of uh, comic creators out there. I think the bulk of my audience is creators. Uh, from the kind of feedback that I get. Uh-huh. And so it's a very small but very engaged audience. And so I'm sure a lot of them say, man, you know, uh, CR is, is 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 so much ahead of the game. I got this great idea. You know, I got some sketches. I got some stuff I wrote out. You know, how do I get started? So for a person with just the idea, um, what's the next, like what should they do first? Should they pay out of pocket to get issue number one done? Should it just be something on the web? Should it be a PDF? Should it be print? Can you give us some advice based on your experience? uh? Chris, by the way, family Um, is his first name. I've been calling him CR. Go ahead, brother.
1: (laughs) No problem, no problem. Uh, Well, my advice, personally, the first thing I would tell people, because most people who are creative like that and have ideas have more than one idea. Okay. So the first thing I would say is pick the one idea you have the most passion for and the most story to tell and focus on that complete don't forget about your other stories but don't do anything with them don't be like paying for anything with them just like chart chart down like your notes on them as you get ideas but like focus completely on one thing at a time okay that's the first thing Mm -hmm. uh once you do that then you have to decide for yourself um what aspect you want to go if you're an artist you know how good you are with your art you know you have to and i think you have to be realistic too yeah. And have an eye for quality. I think a lot of times people. I did that myself because I actually went to school for art, um, for graphic design and studio art.
2: Oh, okay, and I was wow. decent,
1: but I, yeah, I was decent, but I wasn't getting across the look I really wanted. And I had to, after a few years of uh, going through it and then trying to work at the same time and everything, I had to kind of be honest with myself and realize where I was stronger. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually stronger as a writer. Yeah. So if you're an artist and you're doing good art but you're kind of poor on the writing side, find mm-hmm. somebody to help you. If you okay. really want to draw and uh, you want to, you know, you're, and you're not really good on the other side of it, you know, find somebody to help you, you know, um, find the balance there. Now, how and did you, you find to somebody work. to help yeah. you? How
0: did you find your first artist?
1: Oh, man, it was really through making connections. It was because of, um, I'm not sure people know, but I did a Kickstarter for Vegas um, a long time ago when I was trying to do it myself. Mm-hmm. And it didn't hit go. <clears throat> it didn't hit go. And that was before I got hooked up with kids. Um, I knew Vince White or anything. I was just It was just me. But I, I was able to garner some attention because it looked like I knew what I was doing, even though I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I made it look like I did. And then from those people who saw that Kickstarter, uh, some people, I made some really good connections with people in the indie market. And then eventually, after talking to people, um, I would get somebody to do something for me, you know, pay them up front. And then I can get one guy to color something for me. And Then I got build a reputation mm-hmm. for, you know... Uh, deliver. If I say I'm going to pay you for something, I'll pay you for it. Okay. I'll have to pay, and then like, I, I knew what I wanted. Mm-hmm. So if I asked you to color something like this, this is how I wanted to color, and I didn't come back to you having you change it four or five different times. So I built up a reputation slowly over time. That's beautiful. And then um, work travel, and I found the right people.
0: Okay. Now, how did you make the decision, or, or what was the decision like uh, in terms of uh, the final medium Was it a webcomic? Was it a PDF? Was it a print? All of the above? What was it?
1: Um, The the final decision was I was really struggling with that when I had the story for Vegas. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't sure how I was trying to do it. And I was struggling coming up with the character um, or nailing the character down, his archetype. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm more of a pure writer. So what I did was I had already published a murder mystery Mm -hmm. um, at the time. Mm-hmm. So I wrote a sci-fi action adventure novel featuring Vegas. Okay. And then once I wrote the novel, I realized um, how I wanted the character, how I saw them, what I thought would look better with them.
0: So there's and, a um, novel just, of Vegas?
1: There is, actually. I haven't promoted it much because I'm going to do the same thing I'm doing with the, vague, with the comic. It's actually on Amazon right now. Uh, you can search um, Vegas Baby and the Great Red Spot, mm-hmm. and uh, it will be there. Um, basically it's a story where he goes to jupiter and he has to fight you know uh some celestial gods to, to defeat this um evil force in the universe and whatnot um so yeah so i wrote a novel and after doing that i was able to decide you know how i wanted to book the look and decide i wanted a, a, a comet, what i really dreamt for it it took me a few years <laughs> to get the copy together and then um that's that's where I went,
0: with, yeah. Wow, and I see the uh, novel. That, that's really cool, man. I'm gonna have to add that to my collection. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, yeah. About... So the novel helped you flush out the character, but
2: mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. what
0: point did you decide I'm gonna make this a print or I'm gonna make this a PDF or like? I didn't hear uh, that. Point.
1: Well, I, well, I don't like. Well, I never like PDFs. So I'm not a big fan of PDFs, and okay. I was kind of resistant to digital comics, but I move a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't have anywhere to put them. Like I'm, I'm either in people who know me. I'm either in D.C. or West Virginia, North Carolina, Boston. Uh, I was there for a while. Like I, I move all over the place, mm-hmm. um, and I lot love my comics are Um So I don't like PDFs, but I do like that. And I just like print. Like I like having the option of having print. So I really wanted to make that happen. Like it wasn't even a, there was no option for me. It like I knew it was <clears throat> going to be in print.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean I like comicsology in the sense that. It has that guided reader function, so when you right, next right. next, it'll zoom in and, and all that kind of stuff, which what your eye mm-hmm. would naturally do. Uh, the PDFs, right? I don't particularly dig them either. Y- you know what I mean? But if I'm on the train yeah. or something or, or whatever, uh, I actually miss my iPad. Um, I gave it to my one of my kids, but yeah, man, yeah. But I, I think the comics work better on the on the iPad. Uh, if you're going to deal with digital. All right. So, so we talked about, uh, you getting started, you finding folks and, uh, tell me about the Kickstarter process. Like how did that, you know, happen? The second one, I know the first one, I hear that story a lot. Well, I did it back in the day and this time, I think Mm -hmm. now's the time. You know what I mean? I think oh, this, yeah, definitely. You know, now now's the time. How did this Kickstarter work out for you? Like, Tell me how you got started. You know, How did you promote it? Was it just through your Twitter? That kind of thing.
1: Um, well, I was, I was trying to get as many places as I possibly could. But really how it kind of came about was um, my man Vince White. Uh, that dude wears a lot of hats. Like I said, man, I really give it up to him and everything that he's really able to do, especially when it comes to um, marketing and branding. I think Vince is the type of guy that, you know, whatever you have, he's he's a service where like you can he can make it better. You have a, a an idea that's kind of crappy; he'll he'll just throw some stuff on it and then he'll make it like just shine. Okay. And with Vegas, I had all the all the stuff there. He just had to put it together because I did a lot of work with like you know have pinups done and a lot of images for it in the show. So he was able to um, with me go through and like he really got the character and really got what I was trying to make it. And he he knew how to present it to people so that they would get it too. Um, so he was the one who did the graphics and everything for it. Okay. Mostly, I did everything on um, Facebook, just you know, messaging people, um, everybody who liked an image, you know, just hit yeah. them up uh, in the DM, <laughs> you know, like hey, mm-hmm. how you doing? Just appreciate you know any interest that they gave me. Mm-hmm. Um, I did Twitter too. I'm not I'm not as versed in Twitter as I probably should be right now, but mm-hmm. I did Twitter too. Uh, some Instagram. No, just try to get it everywhere, man. Uh, even talking to people too. That's the main thing. Uh, handing out flyers I was actually living in Boston at the time the Star was running.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I was like pushing it up there as much as I can. Uh, and no matter where you are, you just got to work it, you know. Okay. In your you stories, your we're,
0: we're going to talk about the the writer part, and then I'm going to uh, talk about some of your social, some of the stuff in your social media feed, which I find interesting. Um, in your mm-hmm. stories um is is there ever a time is is there ever a time when maybe current events pop into it you know is it all straight fiction um is it a little bit autobiographical like when you come up with the stories
1: um uh, my stories are pretty much all straight fiction um mm-hmm. you know how people always say you know they want the character they can relate to or they like peter parker because no he you living the high school life like they were doing, or they mm-hmm. like to the ask me because you can relate to them. Like, for me personally, I never like that. Like, <laughs> that. I don't want to relate to like this fantasy world. Okay. Like, uh-huh. I don't want to do that. Like, right. I want to be somewhere else. Like, I live my life. My life's all right. Like, I know mm-hmm. what my life is like. Right. I got a sister and brothers and stuff. I could talk to them if I want like, to relate. Right. I want to be somewhere else. So I love the Fantastic Four. You know, they had like a same dynamic and traveling. So we're talking about escapism then. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I wanted. That's what I like. That's what I present. Okay. Now, when I do when I work with other creators and their characters are more socially conscious, like a la purge, mm-hmm. um, more social issues issues will kind of come up because that's what that character is about. Right. That's what Rose is about, Roosevelt. Right. So um, I, I adjust my style based on who I'm working with. But mm-hmm. for me personally, um, I'm just trying to take you somewhere else, man. We're going to go to a different world. We're going to go to like Las Vegas where this guy has fighting, you know, demons and and there's there's wolf tips, (laughs) Uh you know.
0: Okay, All right. All right. So uh, when I'm talking to you, I kind of have in mind uh, a a comic book artist or a comic book fan that wants to become a part of this community, this movement. Uh, As I said before, um, this happened. You know, before in the 90s, I was in Philadelphia and I remember they Mm -hmm. used to call they have what they call uh, black expos and uh, some of them were small where it was like maybe focused on hair and some people maybe had some tables with books laid out. And then there were other times Mm -hmm. when a convention center was 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 reserved and you came into that convention center, man, and it was like you was in another world. You know, it was all right. these beautiful black families, everybody smiling, happy. I've seen paintings, nice. fucking seven foot tall, look like a goddamn photograph in oil. Uh, <laughs> I've seen, you know, uh-huh. uh, a sculpture that looked like it was alive. You know, of course, you see the people with the locks all the way down to the floor. <laughs> you know what I
2: mean? Mm-hmm. The cloth, right, right. Yeah, the yeah,
0: frankincense, yeah. the whole nine. And so uh, right. I kind of think that that's happening now, but it's fucking online. It's virtual. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. speaking of virtual, I'm on uh, Twitter, and uh, there was something that you post or reposted. I thought was heavy. So Ava DuVernay, who's the uh, everybody knows her. She's gonna. She's a movie director. She did the 13, and uh, she's gonna do that Wrinkle in Time movie. Right. So, right. Oprah Winfrey. Exactly. So you you reposted this where these young brothers are hugging this movie poster of the Black Panther. <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And then the catch line, you know, when you listen to it, he says, if you see, is this the way black people? I mean, is this the way white people feel, you know, talking about the good feeling that he got off the poster, seeing, you know, powerful image mm-hmm. of black people and, and the whole bit. And uh, one of the guys said, well, shit. Oh, he didn't say shit. That's me cousin. He said, uh, "In in Jonathan Soul speak, he would say shit, man. You know, yeah, yeah. And, and this is what it's like. To, you know, I f- I like America too. If I had these images constantly around me, was the gist of it. Um, mm-hmm. what do you think about that? You think that was hyperbolic? Do you see any? I mean, any truth to that message? Do you relate? What do you think?
1: um well in the way the reason i like that and repose is because in my mind i feel like we're going through a um like a, almost like a black renaissance kind of like you were saying like how this happened before the 90s it yeah. happened in the 70s like the but the exportation stuff you know um i feel like we're heading in a point where people who have content that is ready to sell in the indie black market um if you have it and it's ready you can you're going to be able to do pretty well with it mm-hmm. um this year and going forward. You know, it's going to be a bubble. And to me, that just got me really excited because like when I was growing up, I'm I'm from West Virginia, um, Mm -hmm. Southern West Virginia, you know, okay. the term redneck originated in the mouth or in this area. Like we, that's us, you know? Wow. (laughs) And, um, growing up, I was the only person I knew who liked comments. The only black person I knew who liked comments, you know, there was no internet for me to find other people like me.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And, Seeing that and seeing everybody embrace the Black Panther like I did when I was younger and first in the comics is a little bit exciting because I know that just as I embraced Black Panther, I loved that character so much, I also wanted more eventually. Mm. Um, and I didn't put all my hopes on the Black Panther on that book. And that's those stories from Marvel. Um, mm. And I feel like other people would do that, too. So we show them other representations of, you know, when they see other characters out there like Power Knights and, and Purge and Dreadlocks and Willpower and maybe even Vegas baby, I feel like they're going to gravitate to those things and we can create a new mythology, um, that isn't as independent of Marvel and DC. Cause I feel mm-hmm. that a lot of times people just, when you think of comics, they think of Marvel and DC and if it's not Marvel and DC, then it's not comics. It's not good. Mm-hmm. Or it's not superheroes. So I feel like, that's going to change. Yeah. So for me, it was just exciting to see people like respond that way mm-hmm. because I feel like it's going to grant more opportunities for everybody um, across the spectrum. Mm.
0: You know, I hope so, man. I I hope so. I I feel like there's a a bridge that needs to be built, though. Um, Mm -hmm. So the way I see it, and I I need you to chime in on this one. I'm going to lay this out. and I need you to chime in. So uh, I see a street, and on one side of the street is the people that's talking about diversity, diversity. We need more black X, Y, and Z. And then on the other mm-hmm. side of the street, I see black people building the shit. Mm-hmm. And so the masses is in the middle. And, and, and so mm-hmm. when, black the, when Black Panther comes out, a large portion of the masses are going to go there, including myself. They're going to go there and da, da, da. And I'm just trying to figure out, well, how do they bridge? Because what's going to happen is I feel like they're going to go. To Black Panther, got okay, to be cool, and then they're gonna go right to the comic book shop. You know what I
2: mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, a comic book shop like the one is in, in Silver Spring, not too far from me. They don't really got black comics oh. like that. Yeah, you live in Silver. You live in close yeah, Silver we, Spring? we close, oh, bro. I'm, I'm in PG. We we close. Oh, okay. Yep. And I'm, I'm,
1: uh, I was for Washington. All right.
0: Oh, word. Okay. Yeah, I got a cousin that lives in uh Temple Hills. I guess that's it. Oh, yeah, crazy. yeah. I
1: know exactly where it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's right up the street. Yeah, yep. go ahead, man. Go
0: ahead. Yeah, so so long story. So I was thinking, well shit, do I need to like buy a bunch of comics and like have a table outside the fucking theater or something?
2: You know what I mean? It's like how do you bridge how do you bridge the gap?
0: Because when I go into that, that bookstore, God bless them, I say, Well, hey man, you got any now I literally did this. I said well, you got any uh I did I did it easy. You got any concrete part? You know that's. Um, <laughs> nah, he said, know nah man. That. I, know that. uh, I said, yeah. well, you got any? Uh, you got any perch? He said, Nah, nah, nah. Then I said something that he knew was black, and he said, Oh, well, I got, I got the march. I was like, Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. oh. you know what I mean? So right. I, I feel like there's a lack of knowledge, you know, for like mm-hmm. the people who haven't bought a comic in a while, and then it's like. We gotta I feel like there's a a convincing of black nerds who you know are are invested in that diversity argument and they don't see the mm-hmm. importance of supporting your own people. Can you chime in on that?
1: Uh yeah. And um I think that we can get there to where you think that where I believe I think they're trying to get in the bridge bridging that gap for that street but yeah. it's not going to happen overnight right,
0: right, right,
1: and the thing for me is the reason I see it as a, as a positive thing with Black Panther coming out it's because all these black people are going to be attracted to that, and then they're going to look around and then they're going to see Black Panther Luke Cage which they already know and then they'll see Storm who they already know and then they're going to see Black Lightning who's getting a TV show like oh this is something new and then that's pretty much going to be it, mm-hmm. you know. They're going to be wanting for more. And I listen to a lot of um, podcasts or like, interviews that Todd McFarland gave mm-hmm. because you know he's doing this new Spawn movie.
2: No, I didn't know that.
1: And um, yeah, yeah, he's doing a new Spawn movie, and he's going to be directing it. And he's financing it. Uh, he says he's going to do it for like ten, fifteen million dollars, and then put it out. Right. Okay. And um, the reason Is he gonna he's going to use a black
0: I, man. For, uh, oh, what's the guy? Instead of a white guy with a goatee this wow. time?
1: Uh, oh, for Terry? <laughs> yeah, uh, what, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he, he even commented on that, too. He said, like, a lot of t- the reason he had to do that is because the studios wanted, you know, they pushed him to make that happen because you know, they were putting in more of the money at the top so they could do it. I got you. But, um, that wasn't his decision. Okay. Um, and I can go on about why I kind of admire Tom and Farla, what he did respond. You know the rule of three, right? No, explain. Rule of three, anytime you have three or more black people in a movie, TV show, or game, or whatever the property is, it's considered a black movie or TV show.
0: I didn't know that. So if, you
1: really, if you look at most, I mean, I don't think it's a, it's a written rule, but that's just, that's what I feel, what I've known, you know. If you look okay. at any show, any movie, if you have three or more, it's like a black show, so they don't really do that. If you do have three or more, typically the third black dude is probably going to get hurt or die or something like that. Okay. Alright, uh, you new. okay. Yeah, yeah. Just think about that. Think about the stuff you like that had the black people in it. And like there's always gonna be one or two, maybe but not three. Yeah. So with, with Spawn, if you even if you look at comic books, um Spawn was technically a black book. Mm-hmm. Because you had Spawn, you had um his best friend Terry, his wife Wanda,
2: mm-hmm.
1: his grandmother, or, who who is Wanda's mother, mm-hmm. and then uh, Wanda, I mean uh Cyan. And those mm-hmm. were all black people. And there was like two other characters were like the sporting cast. So Which it was, was amazing.
0: I never knew a white dude to, now I've, I you know, I'm a fan of Todd myself. And uh, I mm-hmm. remember he was saying, that, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't he like model? Um, uh, oh, shit. Uh, what's the response what's street name, uh, birth name? Um, Al Simmons. Al Simmons. Didn't he model him after his like college roommate or something?
1: Yeah, yeah. Wanda is his wife. That's oh, his wife's wow. name. And, okay. uh, yeah, C- and Cyan, uh Wanda's daughter, that is his um, daughter's name.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, um, so back to the point, though, in terms <laughs> of like what uh, my father's doing with the movie coming out, because um, he's doing it through the same uh, Blumhouse Studios, the same people who did Get Out. Um, wow. You know, okay. That's the
0: people that yeah, give you the same- money and get out the way, right?
1: Well, you well, know, he, he's just going through them so he can help with distribution. Like he's, I think he's pretty much financing it himself. Wow. Uh, well, you okay. know, maybe I think Blum has to sample a little bit, but he's directing it. Gotcha. He just needed film so that he could take it to a movie studio, and like who wants to distribute this?
0: I gotcha. Okay.
1: But in terms of superhero movies and like, there's no doubt that superhero movies are like the big blockbusters of our generation of today. Right. And it's yeah. going, it's going to keep going for a while because they're so iconic. Mm hmm. Well, look at who who has them. You have Disney and you have Warner Brothers, and that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. What well, about all the other movie studios?
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: so I think they don't have any content, or like they don't have the content that really is driving that they can really push. You know, Sony's messing up. Fox got bought out. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so I feel like when Black Panther comes out, there will be a, a surges, uh, in the Black community, especially if we you know hit the cons and everything like that. Yeah, and then eventually, maybe not th- this year, but eventually there'll be some studios that'll be like, "All right, black people are willing to pay for this." They'll see that there's a market for it, so they need it, and they're going to look for it, and then they're going to find us. Okay, and then when right. somebody's going to get somebody's going to get a movie. I don't know if somebody's going to get an animation TV show. I don't know if Tuskegee Airs are going to pop out first. Uh-huh. I don't know if Brother Man's going to get a something, I don't know who's gonna get what, but somebody's gonna get something, and they're gonna see that there are there's a market for this. Right. So I feel like whoever has content and is ready will be ready to capitalize on that and to slowly make yourself the um the new mythology. So that's where it all starts. That's why we love, you know, Spider Man and S Man. We remember the cartoons from the nineties and the eighties
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the video games from the nineties, you know, Marvel vs Capcom, all that stuff. And then nostalgia is a very powerful thing. Yeah, and I really believe that's why Marvel and well, not DC, but that's why Marvel's doing so well right now. And I feel like if we can get to that point where we can put that stuff out, eventually we'll be able to see where these independents, no, excuse me, our independents can get to that level. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You know, I I can see, you know, Vegas or I don't know, maybe not, maybe it's not me, maybe it's Purge, maybe it's somebody else, but somebody can be like the new Hellboy, you know, on that level. Somebody can be the new, um, oh man, the new Spawn even, you know? Mm-hmm. I, feel like, I feel like it's going to be impossible. Now, Now's the time to where that stuff just start to um, accumulate. And when we're ready, we can make something happen.
0: Let's stick with this whole Todd McFarlane vibration. Another reason okay. why I admire Todd McFarlane is because he broke away from D.C., and correct me if I'm wrong, and didn't he start Dark Horse with some other artists?
1: No, that wasn't McFarland. That was uh, McFarland did Image. Oh, Image. Uh, I'm sorry, think, Image.
2: Uh huh.
1: Yeah, yeah. He he, he left DC um, mm-hmm. and with seven other guys. I think it was uh, McFarland, Eric Larson, Rob Lightfield, Mark Silvestri, Jim Lee, um, Valentino, and somebody, Wallace Patriot, I think. Yeah, you know, seven dude, guys who You are a image. student.
0: You are a student of the industry.
1: Oh yeah, man. I love I love Image, man. I read mostly I, I haven't bought a Marvel book in I don't know how long. I, I really love what Image is about and what they do.
0: <laughs> now what makes but, them um, different? Aren't that. they like uh creator controlled? Tell us about Image.
1: Um, for what I've gathered and people I've talked to is a hundred percent creator control 'cause that's if you look at everything that they put out or that the the founding people of that um uh company has said. Only thing that they own was the Image I, and that was it. So basically, if if you were to do a book for Image, you know, Jonathan soul, you know, Soul Brother, you know, you are completely, you know, uh, it's not completely up to you to get Soul Brother out.
2: Mm-hmm. Like that's
1: your book, is your property. Nobody they're not at, at you like telling you what to put in it. They don't have to publish it if it's like something completely, you know, trashy. Right. But um, I've seen a lot of books in there where they they're not afraid to show nudity or sex. Mm-hmm. Or whatever you really want to put in the book, you know, because it's completely yours. If it sells, great for you. If it doesn't, then, then it's up to you. So I like that aspect of it. That's completely contr- uh, creator-controlled. Yeah, and I feel
0: like th- that quality is going to make Image bigger than Marvel and DC oh, yeah. in the long run. And I, I also think feel— think that it can happen. Go ahead. Yeah and 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 so let me ask you this is that a similar vibration over at uh kids comics and 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 power verse not is that a similar vibe
1: uh yeah only thing really separating i say image from kid and power verse in my mind is money okay we had the money to put this stuff out like we wanted to we would be right up there with them Mm -hmm. um now a lot of people wouldn't know us of course because you know We're new, but we could be garnering that much attention and going to cons and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, What I would like to see, I don't know if you ever watch, are you familiar with manga, anime, any of that stuff?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm trying to get some of my anime heads on my uh, program, as a matter (laughs) of fact.
1: Right. Well, what I can see happening in the next 10, 20 years, I don't know if I'm right or wrong. I hope I'm right. I can see the American comic book industry mm-hmm. moving more towards the um, style of, like the Japanese uh, manga industry. Explain. Where, well, I mean, think about how Japanese do it. You know, I, I'm a guy, I want to do a manga. I'm going to name my manga um, soul brother, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the manga myself and either I'm drawing it and writing it or I'll have a writer and I'm drawing it. I get, um, I get the book published. If the book is, doing well and it's popular, then the animation studio will come to me and be like, hey, this book is popular. We can probably make money off of this. Mm-hmm. Let's make a cartoon of it. Are you okay with that? I'd be like, oh, heck yeah, sure. They make the cartoon. I'm getting paid some royalties on that because, you know, i they're making the cartoon. Mm-hmm. But then there's also licensing deals from that. So mm-hmm. um, they're doing the licensing products, hats, T-shirts, all this other stuff that I put in the comment that can be, you know, little toys or whatnot. And then I'm getting paid off all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it's so diverse. You can have there's superhero manga. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Japanese like a uh, samurai manga. There's like spiritual manga. There's manga about people who play tennis, mm-hmm. people who play chess, people who cook, women who fight with their butts. <laughs>
2: you know,
1: whatever <laughs> the case may be.
2: Uh-huh. Like
1: I'm serious. That's a real. That's a real thing. Wow. <laughs> like okay. whatever you whatever you want in anime and manga, you can find. And I feel like well the American comic book industry, like I said earlier, is very, well, if it's not Marvel, if it's not DC, then it's not comics or it doesn't exist to the masses. That's all they know because of how they marketed it. And I feel like if we can get these independents out, there can be a um, a place or a studio, something will realize, but hey, there's a lot of content floating around out here. We can take this content, license it, start to make money, and then people are going to follow suit. And it, can, and it can go more to so like that Japanese market.
0: That's the most amazing thing I've heard in a very long time. Wow! <laughs> no, seriously. But wouldn't that be
2: nice, though?
0: Well, see, yeah. here here is the thing. This is why I said that it's a renaissance because what uh-huh. you just articulated, and you said it's so much better than I did about a year ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? But <laughs> the, the, what uh-huh. I said was, there is going to be a convergence of the comic book creators like yourself and the fan mm-hmm. film people because the fan mm-hmm. films are getting so freaking amazing in terms of the cgi quality i mean adobe right. after effects is a bitch you know what i mean you take a little mm-hmm. plastic gun yeah. and you put that little that little thing on it and pop pop, pop. Right, right, The acting of course, is already there and and the only people who get involved in fan films are people who are passionate either about the character or about filmmaking or about um acting, and so you have a convergence mm-hmm. of very passionate people, you know what I mean, so mm-hmm. what you just said is actually i mean you 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 capitalize it even better, and to me, that would yeah. destroy Hollywood. Because oh, if yeah. we, all these be, little, yeah, yeah all these little you call them anime studios in America. These little studio houses take Vegas, baby, and start doing a, a monthly or a weekly, you know, episodes. What do we need with
1: mm-hmm. Hollywood? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing too is like Hollywood. Even before we even get to that point when that starts to happen, they're going to jump on it. Because think about it, like I just said, you know, Warner Brothers has all of DC characters. Disney has all of Marvel characters. What about Paramount? What about Universal? You no, know, those movie studios are, don't have any content. If they realize that these these bottom people like me, <laughs> these independent people have gold, they're going to come looking for it. They're going. It's just like any um. It's just like novels, like how novels get turned into movies. You know, like John, James Patterson, Along Came a Spider. Alston awesome Scott Card uh, in this game. No, they see the move. The books are doing well. Like they see the concept. Of, oh, we could turn this into a movie. Let's let's go talk to that guy.
2: Yeah.
1: Comics could be the same way.
0: See, here's the thing. And so, this, is, this this is probably because I'm, you know, I'm a little closer to the horizon. Let's just say uh-huh. Vegas baby uh, pops off, which I know it is. It's an excellent property. I mean, I think it's it's unique in this space. The the black comics that I'm looking at, they're super soldier type people, you know what I mean? And it's a nice moral, conscious redeeming. And uh, and this mm-hmm. guy is the, you know, the kind of fun, dirty guy, you know what I mean? He, You're going to see yeah, yeah, the <laughs> tit in there and stuff. I mean, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was just thinking the other day, I got this, I got an old copy of Heavy Metal. And uh, heavy metal on the well, Okay, familiar. yeah, I know what that is. Okay, uh, it's like I'm yeah. Vegas baby might be, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You yeah. know what I mean? You know? But before I lose my train yeah. of thought, let's just say Vegas baby pops off, which it will, and Paramount approaches you. Okay, that's cool. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I I like how do you how do you pass that on to your your children? You know what I mean? How do you pass that? How do you you know what I mean? It's like what you sign away. So in my mind, I'm thinking the way we can prevent this from being like the nineties is we own mm-hmm. we own it. You know, like like McFarlane, you might use some of these people for distribution you use, but you maintain ownership. Because, you know
1: Well see Yeah, go ahead. Well, well, even with that, like, even like my father, there was a spa movie in the 90, in 97, you know, you remember that movie, right? Yeah, I
0: was in a the theater. I, saw well, I still think that uh, John Leguizamo was the most incredible, you know, he <laughs> captured it. He, ca- I mean, I was yeah, yeah. like, God damn. But yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, um. Well, when he did that deal, it was like a first time director. If you look at that director though, now, I don't think he's done anything else uh, since, like maybe a couple of TV shows or whatever. Okay. But first time director, special effects guy—they were all first time new guys, right? Yeah. And he had a deal with them, and he wasn't 100% happy with it because again, they were putting up most of the money. But just because he did that doesn't mean the property stopped. Like he—he he didn't sell the rights to spawn away forever. Okay. Because if he did, he wouldn't be able to make the movie he's doing now. Right. If Paramount came to me and they said, we're going to do a movie or we want to do a movie, I would like try to gaze their interest first and be like, if they're really going to make it if they're just going to have it sitting on the shelf or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I really don't care about that too much because I'm not a director. Okay. I'm not a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. I'm a comic book creator. Gotcha. And they, and I'm no matter what deal they put in front of me, I'm not selling the rights to the comic. Mm-hmm. So as long as I keep putting the comic out, and if I keep getting buzzed around it, and if I can pay my bills with my comic, I'm I'm good. Excellent. Eventually those other big money opportunities will come mm-hmm. uh, down the line at some point. Or maybe they won't. I don't know. I hope they do. But like, I'm not too, the thing that I own and that I will want to pass down would be my comic. I don't want to say, hey son, here's the Vegas baby. I want to be like, hey son, this is the Vegas baby movie they did. Like, ah, it was all right. Mm-hmm. Or it wasn't out of everything I wanted, but here's the comic. The comic mm. is everything I want it to be. Every page. I wrote it. I had my artists go over it. I talked to the color guys. I made sure the letter placement was good. This is what I have. This is what I did. This is what I'm leaving behind. It's the
0: comic. Mm.
1: Wow. I would, I, if I, if you gave me the choice between right now saying, Chris, we're going to do Vegas, you wanna, I guarantee you would we'll do a Vegas Baby movie. Mm-hmm. Or, Chris, I guarantee you Vegas Baby will get to issue 100 and you can make a living off your you no know, paying it mm-hmm. I would rather have 100 issues of Vegas baby before I had a movie wow that's a that's pure soul the, right there ladies
0: and gentlemen you hear that that is that's about <laughs> as pure as you can get when it comes to uh this industry and, and comics that's beautiful uh yeah, mr c r Ward, can you tell folks how can they find uh the issue number one of uh is it, is it still available or did you pull it off the uh, off the interwebs
1: um, I, I pulled it off since we're going to be um, revamping it and making it better. But um, as soon as the Kickstarter backers get theirs, which will hopefully be at the end of this
2: month,
1: mm-hmm. uh, it'll be available on kid-comments. dot com. That's kid-comments. dot com under the Vegas Baby tab. Mm-hmm. So everybody will be able to go down there and pick it up. Um, and we're going to release issues again um, one, two, three, and four uh, pretty quickly uh, okay. since the Kickstarter was successful. And uh, get those, make those up for people. um uh, Amazon—we're going to do all that.
0: Uh, where can they find you on social media?
1: Uh, social media, best place to find me right now is on Twitter. Um, author C.R. Ward um, on Twitter. Author C.R. Ward. Or you can look at um, my fan page for Vegas on Facebook, which would be Vegas Baby Comments. Be one of those. That's the best place to get me right now.
0: Excellent. Mr. C.R. Ward, it's been an honor to have you on the program.
1: Thank you, sir, man. All was mine.
0: Yo, family, I hope y'all enjoy that interview as much as I enjoy bringing it to you. This is Jonathan Soul speaking with you now. Of course, you can go to jonathansoul.com for more episodes. You can uh, subscribe there. You can also subscribe on uh, SoundCloud and iTunes. Follow me on Twitter, J O H N A T H A N S -S 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 O U L, on Instagram. And of course, if you go to my YouTube channel, you'll see where I do videos uh, reviewing the comics. Uh, the thing about comics is it's not just for collectors or, or enthusiasts of the art form like myself. It's about getting your kids to read again. You know, Sea Tick Run is boring as hell. But when they see Bangs at Pow and they're black characters, that's a whole world of difference. Uh, also, family, you can support the channel by going to Amazon or, or my site. And it up my novel, my sci-fi novel, Malcolm Mars. I love you guys. So far your dreams come true. See you next Sunday here on Jonathan Soul. Peace.